Good evening and welcome to episode 126 of the HHH Racing Podcast. I'm your host, Howard Kravitz. Thanks for joining us tonight. We have a very exciting show. You can see it on my hat there. That's right, folks. It is time for Keeneland. Boy, we've been waiting a long time. I don't know if it feels like spring where you are. It's still pretty cold here in Chicago. Uh, we'll talk about the weather situation at Keeneland, but spring is definitely in the air in many parts throughout the country, especially in the Commonwealth of Kentucky at Lexington. Please make sure you subscribe right there on the bottom right side of the screen. Hit the notification bell. Hit that like button so we get a lot of people to watch the show. Of course, you can follow me uh, you can, on my um, on my name tag there below on Twitter, at hkravitz. And, of course, on the scroll down below, you can reach me through email, hkravitzhorse at gmail.com. Got a lot of exciting uh, things happening very quickly. Many promotions that a lot of you know about. You can look below the video player if you click that show more button. We've got the Race Day blog. We just started the month. If you're not part of the Race Day blog, please check it out. Um, I wanted to go blue with my color. I'm not really sure why it's in black, but that's okay. We can just change colors. I know the lighting is a little bit different also today. But it's because I'm wearing a hat and you don't want to see shadows. So that's why the lighting's a little bit different. Anyway, the Race Day blog is fantastic. It's only about three bucks a month. Check it out on Patreon. BetUS, always have that promotion going. It's a great betting site, not only for sports, but a lot of other things you can bet on horses, sports, uh, uh, casino. Check out BetUS. You can get a fantastic. Uh, buyback or not buyback but bonus 125% again look down below the video player you have to use a promo code and sign up through a credit card I've got a podcast a podcast pool um, that has already started for this month so if you're not part of the podcast pool you'll have to wait till May but wow I've got some very exciting things planned for Derby Day for this show uh, exclusive coverage and a lot of interesting um, ideas and promotions. We'll talk about that as we get closer to uh, Derby Day. And then finally, and this was, I tweeted out uh, that I was going to be talking about, of course, Keeneland today. And Tom Espinoza, my good friend from San Francisco, said, Howard, you buried the lead on Twitter. Well, I'm not going to bury it anymore. April 24th, that is only two weeks from Sunday now. Two weeks from Sunday, I will be live on TVG, sitting right next to Todd Shrupp, handicapping, I'm not sure actually, I think it's going to be a pick four or a pick five, I don't know if I'll be on for 10 minutes, an hour, I'm really not sure what exactly, uh, I'll have to get uh, in touch with Todd and see what he's got in mind, but he said it's not going to be just some kind of small token appearance, so uh, he said that on the show, so I'm very excited, when I have detailed information, believe me, I'll get it out to everyone as to what time I'll be on TVG on Sunday, April 24th, but it's only two weeks from Sunday. Uh, very excited about that. Got a few people watching already, enjoying the show. Uh, Jotham is here. Hello. Appreciate Jotham. Yes, hopefully it's going to be informative. It's going to be a little different today. We'll, we'll talk about it. And Paul Halloran from New York area. Look, oh, ouch. Uh, yeah, that's going to happen. The Bulls are struggling. Yeah, you had to go there, Paul. We had to go there. Uh, listen, they might face each other in the playoffs, though. It's very possible. The Bulls are just uh, announced that Lonzo Ball's not coming back the rest of the year for sure. Uh, they had a great story. They had a good season overall. 
just injuries have really hurt them and sort of reality is setting in terms of how good they are. But yeah, the Bulls play the Celtics uh, tonight and the private Celtics are, are probably going to win that one. Uh, Steven Vanderbrock, Steven, good evening. Thanks for joining the show. And high risk is here. Oh boy. Listen, we can have a whole other show about the NBA. The Lakers are just a freaking shit show this entire year. And frankly, I couldn't be happier. No disrespect, high risk. Just not a fan of some of the players they have on the team. Um, anyway, we can talk NBA for a while. So here's what we're doing tonight, folks, because we're going we're gonna to handle this a little bit differently. I have no guests tonight, um, which is okay. We can't have great guests every night. I'm actually looking forward to just talking to you. So whether you're watching live, we've got a lot of people watching right now. Please make sure you comment in the live chat. It's just me. Um, or please comment down below the video player. Also, of course, we can you can watch this show. Uh, one more banner up. Let's put it up right now. You can watch, listen to this show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and or Anchor. Uh, the listens have gone up and up. So uh, if you're listening to me right now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Anchor, welcome. I will say this is one of those shows you might want to switch over to my YouTube channel because it's going to be very sort of visual heavy and there's going to be a lot to talk about. So uh, thank you for listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Anchor, but you might want to switch over to my YouTube channel uh, to hear this show. So what are we doing today? Well, tonight we're going to be focusing on Keeneland. Now what's going to happen is I'm going to talk a little bit about the Keeneland meet in general, very briefly, talk about some of the stake races they have, uh, especially this weekend and throughout the meet, some highlights of Keeneland, some other things that are happening. I'm a big fan of Keeneland. I've been there twice. I'll be there for a third time coming up here in a few weeks. It's a fantastic track. And everything about Lexington is great. It's, it's really for horse lovers. If you are a big horse racing fan and you love horses, you have to go to Lexington at some point. You've never been there. Keelan is outstanding. Lexington is outstanding. Everything about it is great. And this card on Saturday, by the way, <sighs> unbelievable. I mean, every opening weekend card at Keeneland is great. This one is no exception. We're going to focus on the pick five. I'm going to talk a little about Keeneland. I'm also going to do something I don't think I've done before on this show. I'm going to open up a race on Saturday outside of the pick five. And I'm going to walk everyone through how I handicap a race. Now, I do have a, a feature on my YouTube channel, which not everyone knows about, because I, I created a segment at the very beginning which has almost 5,000 views now, and I'll show it to you where it is, on how I handicap a race. Tonight, I'm just going to go through a very brief version because people have asked me on Twitter, they've asked me on email, like, Howard, what's your process? What do you do recently? So I'm going to take everyone through a race literally from scratch, but we're only going to spend about 10 minutes on it. I'm going to tell you exactly how I look at a race. It's been very successful for me. If you're watching for the first time or many times and you're like, why should I listen to Howard? I think I have some very good ideas. I've been very successful, especially with live money tournaments lately. Um, the podcast pool has been up and down. We've had some very tough, some tough luck with the podcast pool and close calls. I'm confident that we're going to have a big score in the podcast pool very soon. But I've had success in the past, and I, I'd like to share some ideas and thoughts. And I'd love to hear your ideas and thoughts on how you handicap as well. So we're going to go through that also. So the first thing we're going to do and by the way, one other thing you can see right there below, the, there it is right there. Look, Andy Serling, 
will be with us tomorrow. Very excited. Andy Serling was with us last summer. He's going to make his second appearance on the HHH Racing Podcast tomorrow, Thursday, 8 p.m. as we go through the late pick five and the Wood Memorial at Aqueduct for their great card on Saturday. Because Saturday is just a great card uh, in many places. So Andy Serling will join us tomorrow, Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern. You definitely do not want to miss uh, miss Mr. Serling. Uh, Ralph, something new. Yes, we are going to do something a little bit new, Ralph. Hopefully you enjoy that. Uh, Charles is also here. Charles, hello. Thanks for joining the show. All right, let's talk first, and let me take the banner off the screen here. Let me just talk a little bit about the Keeneland meet. And I don't have a banner for this. Let me just talk. It's a 15-day meet, so they have 15 racing days. The purses have gone up. Uh, the purses, well, that's actually, before we talk about the purses, let's talk about the stake racing. And I have stake races. I have a, uh, I want to show you. The Keeneland uh, uh, webpage, I think, is excellent. Let me share that with you right now, and let's talk for a little bit about Keeneland. And I'll go ahead and go full screen here. Again, Keeneland.com. Let's talk about the stakes that they have uh, coming up. And I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm gonna scroll through this relatively quickly. Let me make this a little bit bigger so you can see. All right, so uh, on Friday, it's opening day. They've got the Ashland. It's a fantastic race. It's for three-year-old fillies. It's basically the main prep for the Kentucky Oaks. They have that going um, Friday. They also have a nice turf race for three-year-olds, the Transylvania. It's a grade three. And the Lafayette, which is seven furlongs, restricted for three-year-olds. So they have nice uh, stakes on Friday. Uh, and then the big Saturday. Wow. It's always a great – I've never actually been to Keeneland for uh, – actually, no. Yeah, I've never been to Keeneland for um, opening – day i've been there in the fall twice but i've never been there in the spring so i'm excited to go there in the spring this year um they have the bluegrass that's the big one of course we'll talk about the bluegrass they got the madison it's seven furlongs older horses philly and mares the appellation is for restricted three-old fillies on the turf going a mile the shaker town every year is one of my favorite races it is an absolute war i cannot wait to show you the past performances for the Shaker Town, five and a half furlongs on the turf. A horse named Golden Pal. Remember Golden Pal? Yeah, he's back. Uh, won the Breeders' Cup last year. And then the Commonwealth, real nice race. A horse called Nashville. Remember Nashville? Super fast. He's back. Seven furlongs for older horses. They've got two nice, they have two stake races, one grade, one not on Sunday. Again, I'm not going to show you the whole thing. Then the following weekend, Another great, uh, you got the Maker's Mark Mile, fantastic race on turf on Friday. Then you got the Jenny Wiley, the Lexington, which is the last prep for the Kentucky Derby. You got a nice turf race. And then the weekend that I'm going to be at Lexington, they got another grade three. That Saturday, they got the Elkhorn and the Ben Ali. They do not have any stake races on the 24th when I'll be on TV, but they'll have a very nice car. And then they got one more stake race on that Friday. So, Listen, they've got they've got stake races everywhere. It's a fantastic uh, group of races that you definitely want to get involved in. It's 15 race days. The purses have gone up. The main races, the main special weights start start at 80,000, go up to 100,000. So the main races are anywhere between 80k 
to 100,000. The allowance races start at 110,000. Yeah, 110,000 and go up to 140,000. They're going to have $140,000 allowance races. Wow. You want to know why? Mainly they have slots like machines called historical uh, racing machines that are sort of like slots that are generated a lot of money. The money is flowing in Kentucky. The purses are absolutely insane. Uh, every, almost every race day, they start at one o'clock Eastern standard time. Uh, this Saturday, I believe they start at 1230. Uh, check your local time for that. But almost every time is one o'clock Eastern. They're, they're off. They race Wednesday through Sunday. <laughs> they are off on Easter a week from this uh, Sunday. So no racing a week from this Sunday on the 17th. But generally speaking, 1 o'clock Eastern is first post. Uh, jockeys. They always have great jockeys. The Ortiz brothers will be there on occasion. They are not riding there full-time. They're mainly going to be there on big race days, pretty much on the weekends, I would say. We'll see the Ortiz brothers. Who's going to be there full-time? You got Rosario. You have Saez, who just won the Gulfstream meet jockey title. Flavian Pratt has officially moved out, out of the West Coast. He's going to be at Keeneland, and then he's moving his tack to New York permanently. But first, he'll be at Keeneland. Tyler Gaffleone will be there. Florent Giroux will be there. And then there's some other jockeys. Ray Gutierrez will be there. And he had some a nice meet at Keeneland last year with some big prices. So look out for Ray Lou. And then you have your Kentucky regulars. you got Bobblehead, James Graham, Corey Lannery, Brian Hernandez. I mean, this is... This jockey colony is just sick. Basically, every great jockey is going to be there. And I don't want to show disrespect to any jockeys that aren't. But if you're any name in this in this business uh, and you ride a horse, you're going to be at Keeneland. Uh, one more comment I want to make before we get into handicapping a race, and then we'll talk about the pick five. Uh, the weather is going to be a big story. Um, it is not going to be good. Uh, it's going to be cold. It's going to be windy. There's only a 50-50 chance for rain Friday and Saturday at Keeneland. So it's not going to be a washout kind of situation. They got a lot of rain, I believe, today. They got some rain yesterday. I'm hoping they're going to be on the turf on Saturday. Let's hope they're on the turf this entire weekend. The turf is not going to be firm this weekend. Absolutely no way. This is a completely different turf course, as you all should know, than Gulfstream. It's much thicker. It's going to be very lush. It's going to be wet. It's going to play completely differently than has a Gulfstream and Santa Anita for that matter. So you really got to do your homework. It's going to play much closer to what Belmont usually plays or New York usually plays when it's not, you know, 90 degrees and rock hard. Um, let's just hope they're on the turf. I wouldn't shock me if some of the race, the non-stake races are taken off the turf and they keep the stake races on the turf. I'm totally guessing right now that would not surprise me. Um, okay. What else? The Don Allen's here. Don, there you go. Uh, the snow is, <laughs> so they just going to get a little snow flurries possibly Saturday morning. Whoops. I just, uh, uh, let me see if I can move around a little bit. I got a little blurry on me there. That happens once in a while. I'm going to duck my head. Usually that helps. I know everyone's like, what are you doing, Howard? Okay. Well, we're going to be a little blurry right now. Sorry about that guys. There we go. Okay. Um, anyway, uh, a few snow flurries possibly uh, Saturday morning, but it, it's not going to be like snowing or, 
all day or whatever. There's a chance of rain, and it's going to be windy and cold. But if you're not going to be there, who cares, right? I mean, what I care about most is the rain, really. If it's cold and windy, it's cold and windy, whatever. Um, although it's going to be brutal for people that are going to be there. Um, I just don't want it to rain slash snow, whatever, so they can keep races on the turf. All right, here's what we're going to do. And again, uh, oh, so we haven't done this before on this show. Before I talk about a race, which literally I'm going to look at completely cold, that's out of the sequence, I'm going to tell you how I handicap. Um, I want to show everyone where there is, if you're interested in seeing more detail on how I handicap. I'm going to just quickly share my YouTube channel, if, you, if I may. Here's my YouTube channel. If you go down, there's a lot of things I think people don't look at enough, but I have a lot of different categories. You see the upcoming live streams I'm actually on right now, of course. Uh, the first section you can see is my weekend previews and live streams. I've got Delphi stuff. And then if you look below that, I've got betting strategies. And you can see right here how I handicap a horse racers, but 4.7 million people have viewed it. This is a 43-minute tutorial. Um, the video is, is not as clear. That, that's when I was first doing it. It was It's a little more old school. I, uh, it, it sounds fine. The sound and the the sound and the video is not as good as I have now, but I think the content is absolutely excellent. If you've not watched this 43 minute um, tutorial, I'm going to selfishly <laughs> recommend that you do because I think uh, it's, it's, it's very uh, interesting to look at. So I'm gonna give you a very, very short version of that. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna look at race four. Let me go ahead, I wanna share my screen again. Whoops, that's not what I wanna do, sorry. I'm going to share my screen. We're going to look at race four, and we're going to do it relatively quickly. And I'm going to tell you how I handicap a horse race. So feel free to take some notes if you'd like, or if you disagree with everything I'm about to do, that's fine too. Uh, but I think you might, you might find something interesting. We're going to look at race four. I picked race four because it is a dirt race, so I know it's going to be on the dirt. And it's a nice allowance race, and it's a big field. So what I'm going to do here is I'm going to show you my process. And I'm going to take about 10 minutes. I'm going to go through this race as if I've never seen it before, which I really haven't looked at it very much at all, and tell you what I do. And feel free to comment on the live chat on what you like to do when you look at a horse race. So this is the Equibase. So we're going to look at race four. This is the race before the pick five. It actually does start the uh, pick six, though. So if you're going to play the pick six, you might be interested. It's optional allowance, so this is optional um, claiming, sorry, optional claiming 80,000 N1X. You can see the field. We don't even have, this just came out, by the way. The PPs literally came out about an hour ago, an hour and a half ago. Uh, there's only one horse that's in for 80,000. You can see right there, it's the 7 Eli. Um, it's a 12-horse field. We have no mooring lines to look at. There's the horses. Let's go ahead and go right to the field here. If you just give me one second, I'm going to put that up on the screen so we can see that. Okay, so let's go to the PPs here now. And there we go. So here's the PPs, all right? Um, here's what I do. And I'm going to put myself on screen a little bit. I'll, let me make this bigger. Let me make this even bigger than it is. There you go. I'm going to make this pretty big. Again, we have no mooring lines right now. I'm also going to put myself on screen. So usually we have morning lines, of course. But we have no morning lines to look at, which I think is cool. Here's what I personally like to do. 
I'm going to make myself a little bit bigger at first. Here's what I like to do. Uh, I use DRF pass performance, a uh, DRF, um, excuse me, formulator, as all you know. Uh, some people might use formulator. If I had formulator, I wouldn't have to do what I'm about to do. But what I like to do is look at the very first thing is I try to develop the flow of the race. So obviously I know what the class of the race is, but I like to look at the race flow and try to figure it out. If you have DRF formulator, uh, excuse me, if you have uh, Timeform US, it does it for you. So what I like to do is I look, you see this, if you look at my, uh, um, my pointer here, right above it says time for US early pace, OP Firecracker is an 84. And I just literally scroll down and see what the early pace looks like. I don't look at class. I don't look at buyers. I don't look at any of that yet because pace makes the race. So to me, that is a major determinant to start off. So OP Firecracker 84 of the Peninsula 74. American Sanctuary, you guys can see what I'm looking at right here, 68. Now this is a two-turn race. It's a mile 16th on the dirt with a fairly short run up to the first turn. So right now what I'm noticing is there's not a lot of inside speed. That's the first thing that comes to my mind. <clears throat> uh, the four horse, okay, here we go. Life is a banquet, 111, early time form US. So in theory, this horse should be able to get to the rail without any problem at all because he is by far the speed of the inside horses. Naval Aviator, 55, he's a closer. Lucky Boss, 93, sort of mid-pack. Eli, a closer, 58. Red Knobs, a closer. There's a there's quite a bit. So far, there's a lot of closers in this race. Uh, McAllen, 91. Okay, more mid-pack, I would say. Ironworks, hello. 129 early time form US. This is clearly a speed horse for Pletcher. Cover me up, 107. I wouldn't say blazing speed, but you look at it pretty fast. Pretty fast horse, the 11. And then you have Gunfighter, 73, more of a stalker closer. So that's the first thing I do. You've got the four is definitely speed only one way. You've got the uh, 10, pretty much speed only one way for the most part, although he did try to rate a little bit last time, but he's fast. And then Cover Me Up, who's also on the outside, who's pretty fast, 107. Let me put myself back, uh, mainly full screen. Here's I don't write anything down, but here's what I do in my head, ladies and gentlemen. I, I say to myself, okay, here's my rule. Um, and I've read many handicapping books, and some of this is based off of handicapping books. Some of this is based off experience. Here's my rule. One load speed, look out. I don't care how talented they are. If you're loan speed on paper, you're dangerous, unless you are absolutely 30 points too slow. There is no loan speed in this race. So in my mind, you know, I'm not saying it's me a pace duel, but I don't think there's loan speed in this race. If there's two horses that have a lot of early speed, I it's still you can still win wire to wire. One of those horses might not break rate. One of those horses might not be sent. So again, one horse that can get to the early lead, look out, that is horrible for closers. Two horses that have a big early time form U.S. number, okay, my favorite closers. Might not, though. It's someone could still wire the, feet, uh, the field. Here's the thing for me. You got three speed horses or more. Now you can start looking at closers having a legitimate shot to win. That's the very first thing I do, ladies and gentlemen, when I handicap a race. Race flow right there. Tell me what you think. I always see we have some comments. Um, I, I love to hear your comments. Um, 
there are many different figures you can look at. You can look at early Timeform US. And again, if you use Timeform US, they have like a map as they see how the race flow will develop. So depending on what speed figure or tool you use, you don't actually have to do what I just did. Some people don't like Timeform. There's, there's a lot of other um, early pace and late pace figs you can look at. I prefer Timeform. I'm not saying there's a right or wrong there. Uh, quick comments before we move on. We've got a, a comment from uh, Ralph. He's just mentioning about the pick five. Um, it starts in the fifth. Correct. There's a pick four in the sixth. There's actually a second pick five. Correct, Ralph, on Saturday that starts in the seventh. Another pick four that starts in the eighth. That is not a usual occurrence, though. Uh, Daryl wants to chime in. Most of these PPs are from different tracks. That's correct. So this is tricky because when you have tracks, uh, you know, meets like Keeneland, Saratoga, especially early in the meet, you got horses coming from all over the place. Uh, now you have to guess if the horse will take today's surface. Um, yeah, Daryl, there is some guessing work, but you can see, Daryl, which horses have raced at uh, Keeneland before. So uh, we'll talk about that. Uh, and also a quick hello. Alex, hello. I don't recall seeing you before. Thanks for joining the show, Alex. Really appreciate it. So what I, let me finish with my early pace situation. So I see three horses that might need the lead or show speed. To me, this should be an honest pace. Is that going to favor closers, a front runner? Hard to say, but I think you will get an honest pace and someone could close. Okay, that's the first thing I do. Then what do I do next? Now I start looking at speed figures and I look at class. So the uh, there is no buyer power. I'll take a look at it. Uh, OP firecracker in general. And I go just back. Actually, I like to, you can go back more. I, I go back 12 lines here and you can set that on DR formulator. Anyway, OP firecracker, 60s, he's got a 74. The peninsula looks very slow, 50s and 60s. It's probably an automatic toss. American Sanctuary in the 70s. Okay, we'll see what the other ones look like. Life as a Banquet has 180, one by 23 lengths at Delta. I'd be very dubious if this horse can class up, but okay, he's got an 80 fine. Naval Aviator, this is a horse for Brad Cox. He's got an 82 as a two-year-old. My eyes are already starting to light up. I'll go ahead and put myself a little bit on screen here. To me, right away, Navy Aviator is probably a player in this race. Lucky Boss looks too slow at the moment. I got to do a little more research. He's off a layoff. Uh, Eli is in for 80,000. I don't like that at all. I hate the connections. This is probably an automatic toss. Red Knobs, also in the low 70s. Right now, I see a lot of horses that are in the 70s. I keep that in the back of my mind. Um, it is definitely, this is, this is a possibility. Got to do more look into it. McCollin is a horse for Pletcher, who just broke his maiden at Tampa with an 83. I'm sure I'll be using this horse one way or another. I got to look a little deeper into this horse. And then you got another horse for Pletcher. So this, this raises my eyebrows quite a bit. You got two for Pletcher. This horse has two high 70s buyers. Um, I would definitely try to see. When I see Pletcher, I see, okay, one is Irad, one is Saez. Um, Irad has been on both. He's choosing the nine, okay? Maybe I'd lean to the nine a little bit because of that. Probably not. I also notice, I see that they're both worked at Palm Beach Downs, it looks like, on the same day, maybe together. I might want to check out some works if I can find some works. We're going to get into that in just a minute also. Cover Me Up 
has a very tough post with speed inside of him. Does have an 80. Gets Flavian. I like that. This is probably a tough situation for him. And then Gunfighter's got high 70s, low 80s. Seems very logical. I don't like the post, but is Cox and Drew. Brad Cox also has another in here, I believe. Uh, let me see. Where was that? Yeah. He also has the 5 CJ Hernandez on. So I'd want to compare the 5 and the 12. Okay. Let me, let me put myself bigger. So now I have some idea of the horses I want to use. The next thing I do, and I hope you're enjoying listening to this. Again, please feel free to comment. I see a question from Daryl and Don. I'll get to your comments in just a minute, Don and Daryl. Thank you for asking. Now I have to do deeper dives. And again, I don't want this show to go on for an hour and a half. So we're just going to take another five or six minutes. The next thing I do is I try to either watch replays and or works. So right now the pace situation is a bit murky. It could be a speed horse winning. It could be a closer that wins. I'm not sure about that yet. But in terms of the horses that I would, you know, definitely want to take a look at, I'm quick. OP Firecracker, I probably won't be looking too much deep in. I doubt he can win. The Peninsula will be a complete toss. American Sanctuary, I might use a little bit. I have to look into a few things. It is the second start off a layoff. Okay, maybe, but he's a closer. The race would have to fall apart. Is he a very good closer? That's something I'd have to ask myself. Life as a Banquet, to me, is probably going to be a toss. I know he got an 80, but that was a Delta going seven furlongs. This is a much, much tougher field. I'm probably going to be tossing Life as a Banquet or using very, very defensively. There's no reason for me to watch the replay. He wired the field at Delta. There's not much to say. What I could do, and let me put myself full, is I could look at that field. So I go to Delta, and I look at the buyer figs. Look at the buyer figures of the horses coming out of that race. 30s, 50s, I mean, this is an awful field. No disrespect to any of these horses, okay? And in the next race, one got a 38, one got a 26. I mean, this was an awful race, people. An awful race. He's fa- This is like a grade one race that this four is facing now. So you got to look at these things. That, that's pretty much a toss for me. Let's talk about the Cox horses. You've got Naval Aviator, the 5, and you have Gunfire, the 12. The first thing I would do is take a look at the jockeys. Now, Brad Cox, and again, this is why I like Formulator. I can see what he is with the jockey. So with C.J. Hernandez, this is in the last five years now. Last five years, whoops, I didn't want to do that. Last five years with C.J. Hernandez, you can see he's good. He's 22%. That's excellent. With an ROI, but what you're going to notice here, let's go to see what he is at Keeneland. So I can customize more, and I can go to the track and see what is he in the last five years at Keeneland. And I apply, and it's thinking, and look, nothing. That's not a mistake. He, C.J. Hernandez has never ridden a horse of Brad Cox at Keeneland. Now, that to me is a bit of a red flag. Maybe C.J. Hernandez has not ridden to Keelan very much. Fine. But I would wonder about that. Now, let's go down and look at Brad Cox with Floron Drew. Now, they just won with um, Cyberknife. I'm sure these stats are going to be excellent. But let's just take a look at it just as a good exercise. In the last, again, this is the last five years, and I could change that too. In the last five years, Cox and Drew together is probably going to be very good. Let's take a look at it. So Cox and Drew, last five years, 26%. 
58% of the money. But here's and – and I'm assuming he's going to have a lot of starts. Let's see what he is with him at Keeneland specifically. I apply that, and we go to Keeneland. I'm sure he's going to have a lot of rides. Oh, yeah. Hello. 164 starts in the last five years. Drew and Cox, 30% on the win end. 59% in the money? What? Cox and Giroux, 59% in the money. Okay, so let me, let me go back. Sorry, let me go back to the formula here. All right, guys, just on that alone, I have to say, and, and I would obviously look at works and some other things. Gunfighter's working well. I'm not going to show the replay. If we had more time, maybe I would show the replay. It says he was five wide on the second turn. I would probably watch that. I'm not watching that right now. Um, Naval Aviator did get an 82. I would probably use both of them. Let me put myself back on screen. I'd probably use both the 5 and the 12, but I'd be leaning to the 12. I'd probably use the 12 as an A, and I'd probably use the 5 as a B, uh, just based off of that information. There is one other thing that I'd like to look at, because I think this is important. Let's take a look at the Pletcher horses here. You've got two of them. you got McCollin, and you have Ironworks. So I'd probably, again, watch some replays. What I noticed here with McCollin, ladies and gentlemen, who's Triple Crown nominated, is he broke his main at Tampa. That's fine. I'd probably take a look at the race, see what kind of race it is. Broke from the rail. If you can see here, the half at the half-mile call, the horses that finished 1, 2, 3 were 4, 2, 1. So the race pretty much held together. McCollin probably got a very nice trip. I could watch the replay. I'm not going to. If we look at the buyer figures, look at the horses that are coming out of that race. You see on this left-hand column here, I hope this is big enough for you. Uh, the horses that have run out of this race have got a 65, a 47, and a 58. Not a real big fan of that. I don't know how strong a field this was, but he ran well. That's just something I would keep in the back of my mind, that he's probably not coming out of a real strong race. And he probably got a great soft trip. Those are things I'd keep in mind. Of course, it's Irad. He can obviously win. Then you've got Ironworks, who's going two turns for the first time, has blinkers on, looks faster. They, they, they did work together. We'll take a look at that. Um, can Ironworks get two turns? I would look at the breeding. Let's look at the dam of Ironworks. The dam of Ironworks, uh, silver pockets full. Look at this, two turns. The siblings, uh, nothing special. We can take a look at that. Let's see. Um, loaded was a turf horse. Okay. Siblings don't do much for me, but this horse looks like he can get two turns. He's by distorted humor. He's got blinkers on. I would say, looking at this, that the 10 is probably going to be sent by Saez. The 10 is a speed horse. And Ortiz will probably be stalking and closing. So, again, these are things you got to envision in my mind. The 10 is probably going to go out. The 9 is a stalker. Who's the better horse? A little bit tricky to say. I'd use both of them. The last thing I want to do, and I got to admit, I'm not sure I'm allowed to do this, but I think I can. I'm going to show workouts. Now, not everyone, let me put myself bigger on screen. Not everyone is privy to workouts. Uh, I noticed that they're both coming out of works out of Palm Beach Downs. I have an account with an express bet also, so I can watch workouts on XBTV. Highly, highly, highly recommend. If you have the means, you have the wherewithal, you have the time, go check out the works on XBTV. 
If you've never seen this, it's fantastic. They don't have every workhorse. They don't show every work. But horses from big stables and big, and especially stake horses, they will show. So I don't know if this last work is available on video. I don't know. We're, we're going to find out here in a minute. I To this very moment, I honestly don't know. But if you look carefully, McCollin and Ironworks looked like they worked together on April 1st. So what do I do? I go to XBTV. And again, you have to have uh, an account for this. I go to XBTV and I hit this uh, search bar here. And let me type in Ironworks. Let's see what happens here. And I type in, uh-oh, I don't know if you can see, it looks like they have something for Ironworks. And let's see what they have here. Oh my, hello. I don't know if you guys can see, read this from what you're looking at. This is great info for all of us. McCall and Ironworks worked together at Palm Beach Downs, uh, what was it, uh, about a few weeks ago. So we're going to see this work. Now this is great. So let's see. Let's see if we glean anything from this work. I press, I click that on. Okay, I'm going to go full screen here. And you can see McCollin is on the outside, Ironworks is on the inside. We're not going to show the whole work. Let me fast forward a little bit. And I'm going to go from here. Now let's see what happens here. They both work the same time. You see this? Ironworks is on the inside. McCollin is on the outside. This is the first time that I've seen this, honestly, folks. So let's take a look at it. Um, I look at the hands. Look at the hands very carefully. The hand, it looks like the jock on McCollin, you can see his hands. He's asking a little bit, and it looks like Ironworks is sitting a little more. Let me just watch a little more. Again, about even. It looks like to me McCollin on the outside is working a little bit harder. I mean, look at the hands. Are, he's not really moving much on Ironworks. Okay, now let's not over it. Let's watch what happens. Now they're both sort of asking. It looked like, look at McCollin just got some taps on the whip. Meanwhile, Ironworks is handwritten. Let's just see what happens here to, through the turn. Looks like Ironworks has got the best of them on the gallop out. Okay, now I'll let it run a little more. Okay, there you go. So, what do you glean from that, right? I mean, there's a lot of, it's, you know, the, the beauty's in the eye of the beholder. Um, let me put myself back on screen. I would say, personally, they're about even ability in that work, but I like Ironworks more. I think McCollin's jockey was asking a little more. I like that Ironworks worked out a little bit in front of him. How much does that matter? That's up to you. But I think it's worth looking at, and I have been... Uh, very good in general with, you know, looking at the visual portion of my handicapping. I think it matters. To me, Ironworks might be a slightly better animal. Not by a lot, but that work, I would say Ironworks was better. Tell me what you think below the video player. How do you feel about that, etc. Okay. So, now that I've looked at all that, we're going to get into the pick five right now, just a second here. Here's what I would say about this race in general. And again, I've not done my ABCs. Folks, I'm just looking at this race literally the first time. Right now, I'd say there's a pretty fair pace. I think the best speed horse is Ironworks. Ironworks would be an A for me, for sure. I think the 12 Gunfighter, even though it's a bad post, he'd be an A for me. And again, we have no, absolutely zero um, morning lines right now. So the 10 would be an A. The 12 would be an A. The 9, 
would be an A slash B. I'd have to see how my ticket constructs, a few other things. I think there is enough speed, but it seems to me he probably got a bit of a softer uh, trip. And I'm not sure he's as good as Ironworks, but he's a definite use. I would definitely use the five also, even though it's CJ Hernandez, but he's a good jockey for Cox. This would probably a B as in boy for me. And then those are probably all the A's and B's. Um, I might throw American Sanctuary in there for Chris Davis as a C, but I think there's better closers in the race. I probably wouldn't use Life as a Banquet at all, or maybe a C, very defensively. Um, again, there's more, you know, um, replays I'd have to watch that we don't have time for right now. Maybe Red Knobs is a seahorse for uh, Dale Romans. Uh, cover Me Up, B or C, probably a C. But that's how I see this race. I don't think I'd use OP Firecracker. He looks like more of a sin horse to me. Although it's Gaffleyone, maybe a C. Uh, tell me what you think. Below the video player, everyone. That is how uh, that's how I see that race. Um, I would also look at class, obviously. Again, I, I would take more than 10 minutes to go through a race. I'm just giving you generalizations. But if you can see some workouts, that's great. If you can look at some stats, I think that's great. All these things are good. Let's take a look at some uh, quick. Uh, let me take. Let me put myself back on screen. Uh, let's take a look at some comments here. Question from Daryl. Do I look at the stats for the owners? Um, not often. Not often, Daryl. I don't look at the owners uh, very often. Um, to me, it's more about the trainers. Um, Paul Crispin. Not sure if I know. Trip Notes Pro free. I believe so. Let's talk about that, uh, Paul. Uh, let me bring this on the screen here. Uh, if you go to the Keelan website and you click on racing, uh, you go to racing and you go to handy. Let me let me go to racing here. Again, this is the Keelan website, uh, and you on the right side you can go to wagering, and you there is. Uh, there's trip note pros you can look at that paul if you want to take a look at that let me take you off the screen here uh if you go to wagering information wagering information there's a bunch of different things on here you can see picks from scott hazelson and gabby Godette. if you want to look at that but if you keep scrolling down uh you can see uh sorry if you click on handicaps tips and tools the there are workout comments. These are workouts at Keeneland. You can click view recent and you can see workouts. You can just click a date and you can see workouts. Here's comments from the workouts today, this morning at Keeneland. If you want to look at some workouts and notes on our horses worked out at Keeneland, you can also pick out dates. Let's say I want to pick out maybe the works on Saturday and you hit apply. And they don't have every single work, but they do have comments and notes on some horses. Uh, by the way, Volcanic is running in the bluegrass. Um, anyway, so I just want to point that out. Again, that is underneath. Let me back up. Uh, again, you can go to um, handicap, Handicapping Tips and Tools. It's under the racing and under the wagering information. So anyway, uh, there are some things you can look at there as well a few other quick uh questions uh christine thanks for being here uh richard richard thank you for joining the show again i believe you're a new viewer i've not seen you before appreciate it can i check what posts win most 
at a mile of 16th. Yes, you can. Um, I'm not going to do that right now, Richard, because I'm not exactly sure where it is. But look at that information, Richard. Um, I know it's inside posts. I could just let me put myself back on screen. Richard, I know it's the inside post for sure. You, you want to be more towards the inside um, going two turns of Keelan for sure. Um, big stick. I believe using the class rate of my homework a little more than I do. I do think it's important. No, I, big stick, it's definitely important. I mean, I just talked about the main breaker at um, Delta, right? I mean, that doesn't mean as much. I definitely look at class and where they're coming from. No question, big stick. It is definitely important. Again, guys, I'm just giving you my very brief synopsis. Go look at, watch my tutorial on my YouTube channel. It's 45 minutes. I think it's excellent. Again, the sound quality and the video quality isn't quite as good. I did that maybe a month into my uh, YouTube channel over a year ago. Uh, but I would, I would check that out. Big Sick, thank you for commenting. Appreciate that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's get into, I know I'm doing a lot of switching here. Let's, let's get into the pick five. Let's do that next. Again, feel free to have any questions. I'm going to go through a little quicker through the pick five uh, than um, I normally do because I do not have a guest. Um, and frankly, uh, sorry to put myself bigger here. I want to be honest to everyone. This was pretty rapid fire handicapping today. I had to do more research. Uh, the PPs, at least I just saw them literally an hour and a half ago. I spent less time on uh, the PPs for this show than normal. I'm not saying I'm going to be completely wrong. I hope I'm going to be right. I did look in some replays. I looked at stuff. A lot of these horses, frankly, I already know because we're going to look at five stake races. Um, so again, just want to point that out to anyone. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let me put my banners up here. Let's go to race five. As we already mentioned, uh, I'm just going to put uh, uh, banners here. And again, I'm not sure why it's black, but that's okay. We can go a different color. Uh, race five, it starts the pick five in race five, like we just said here. And it is, uh, let me go to the show Equibase here so we can see the field. And there we go. All right, it's the Commonwealth. It's a grade three. It's seven furlongs. It's for older horses. It starts at approximately 2.45 Eastern time. There's the field. There's a lot of horses in here that you probably heard of before. I see Nashville, uh, Long Range Toddy, Maniwa, uh, Endorsed, Prevalence, Obesos. Great field. Uh, I'm going 10.5.11 in this race. Let me refresh here. Okay. Um, I am going with the 10 in this race on top, and that is Prevalence. I've always liked Prevalence. Um, remember when he won his maiden last year, he was like a Kentucky Derby buzz horse. People were going crazy when Prevalence won. I think Prevalence was actually put into the Derby uh, future pool. Uh, right away. And by the way, speaking of which, I think we need to talk about that. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll wait for the Derby pool when we talk about the bluegrass. Anyway, he was not good at the end of last year. The Pate Mile was awful. Came back and ran okay. But last time, and I'm not going to show the replay, he was fantastic. Got a 99 buyer. He's been working very well since. I'll tell you what I really like. And someone commented earlier, Howard, we don't know how they're going to run over the track. So, Prevalence has not run at Keeneland. However, I do like 
that he has a bullet work. It's only three furlongs, but prevalence has worked over the track. Let me go full screen. Prevalence has worked over the track. You can see it right here. I like that a lot. I just like that he's gotten a hold of the surface and they've worked him over. There's not a ton of early speed. I think he's going to sit off of Nashville. I think he's got a chance if he can continue to improve. The favorite, I assume, is going to be Nashville. When this horse is right, he is super fast. You can see he was awesome last year. Um, maybe he didn't like Oakland. I don't know. But he ran a huge number at fairgrounds at 108 and 3. However, he might be better going six. This is seven furlongs. We'll see. I think he's better going six. He's the clear speed of the speed. He could easily wire the field. I'm dubious, though. He's not consistent. He has. He's, he was awesome at Keeneland last year, though. So that's a bonus, obviously. Um, I don't know. I'm a little bit worried about the distance with him. I think Prevalence is going to get first run. If Prevalence is continuing to be good, I think he's got a big shot. The other horse I like, and I've always liked this horse, anyone who knows me knows I'm a fan of this horse. He was my long shot in the Derby last year. I like the turn back here. He might have to come from too far back, but I don't think this horse is a – I think he's going to be great going a mile. I'm interested to see how he does going seven furlongs. This is a fascinating horse. Uh, if they go fast early, I think this is the closer you want. He's an honest horse. I like the outside post. Um, he might come too far back, but I think Obezos is very interesting in this spot. I'm going 10, 5, 11. Um, again, I don't see a ton of early speed. Um, endorsed, I think, is probably uh, is a decent horse, but um, he doesn't win very much. South Bend is a nice horse, but he's a closer. I prefer Obezos. He's coming off a layoff. There's other horses that look a little slow to me. Three Technique is not as good as he used to be. Sir Alfred James is a pretty fast horse, but I think he's better going six. I don't see how he's going to win um, off the pace going seven. Long Range Toddy uh, is a, good, a little long in the tooth, but can fire a good one once in a while. Manny is a decent horse. I think he's better going six. I would not go very deep in this race, to be very honest. I really like five, 10, 11. I probably wouldn't use too many others. We've got a few comments in here. Um, Daryl's got a question. Being a math teacher... Does that help you? Uh, yeah, Daryl, I think knowing numbers certainly helps and knowing fractional times. I don't think you have to be a math teacher. I don't think you have to be a genius. Uh, I don't think you have to have math background. But I, 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 think, it, I think it helps. I, I'll, I'll say that. Uh, Michael Bryan. Michael, thanks for joining the show. Um, again, I, just went, I, think, I assume you're asking about the seven in this race. Michael from uh, Minnesota, if I... Recall, um, I've liked South Bend in the past, Michael. Let me put myself on screen. I've used South Bend, South Bend in the past. I don't like this spot. This is off a layoff. These some very good horses. He looks a little bit slow to me. It is Flavian Pratt. I'm not a big fan of South Bend. Maybe a C, uh, Michael, on South Bend. All right, that takes care of the first lay. I don't think we have anything else to add. Let's go to the next. By the way, this is an all-stakes pick five. And as already mentioned, this is not, I repeat, not the last five races of the card. This is sort of more of a middle pick five, but it's the all-stakes pick five. I think this is going to be the pick five where the most money is going to be poured into. If you are part of the podcast pool, I do not know what pick five we're playing yet. If the track is not sloppy, 
and if they're on the turf, I'd be very tempted to play this pick five sequence. I honestly don't know which pick five we're going to play yet. There's a great uh, sequence at Aqueduct this Saturday. Sanita's got a huge card, so I'm not quite sure yet. Let's go back to the Equibase, and let's look at the entries for the next race, race six. Race six is scheduled on turf. It's the Appalachian. It's a grade two. It is for uh, three-year-olds. It's $400,000. It's for the Phillies. They're going a mile on the turf. There are some horses in this race. Sorry, we, i got to show the PPs. My bad. Or show the screen. And i got to switch my banner. There are some horses in this race we've talked about on this show. It's all an eight-horse field. Look, there's Spenderella, if you recall. I really liked Spenderella last time. Dulce Zell I liked last time. He's in this race. So there's some horses that I like uh, coming out of some races we've talked about. I'm going 5-3-4. I'm going to try to pull off a bit of an upset here. Um, some of this will depend on how the turf is going to play, obviously. I don't know. I am interested in what I think is going to be a price horse, although I don't know the morning lines right now. I'm a little bit interested in the five skims. This is for Suge McGahee and Flavian Pratt. Look at the breeding. This horse is by Frankel out of a street cry uh, mayor royal decree who uh, didn't do much on the track. However, there is a sibling. War decree was a very nice distance horse, won 312,000. Also had noble quality, was a nice horse for Clement. So this is a very nice family uh, that Skims comes out of. Uh, we're not going to show the replay. Broke, uh, her maiden, did it well at Tampa, which is fine with me, with a 78 buyer. Look at the jump up. Has been working well. I'm expecting a, another jump forward. It has tactical speed, and I think the five is the one that's going to be sitting off of Spinderella. Now, Spinderella was awesome last time. I loved her. She wired the field. Um, got away with, you know, okay fractions. I wouldn't say they were really, really fast, but they weren't slow either. My only concern here with Spinderella is I put myself on screen. My only concern with Spinderella is this is a completely different turf course than Gulfstream. How is she going to handle it? I don't know. She'll probably handle it just fine, but... This is not going to be a rock-hard turf course where she'll be able to easily wire the field. Speed does not hold as well when this turf course gets wet. So I'm a little bit dubious of Spenderella. She's probably going to be a big favorite. I'm using her. I would try to find someone to beat her. It might be the five. Dulce Zell won last time, um, although the field was weaker. But I thought she did it nicely in between horses. I think she's going to improve. She's from France. She should not mind uh, the turf course. I know she ran horribly last time in the soft her first time out, but soft at France is not the same thing as soft at Keeneland. And Kaz Irad, I think she's going to improve. The horse you really have to sort of decide what to do with is the number two, an agent mistake, who got an 83 buyer and in theory, you know, is a major player. I don't know. Uh, the turf racing out in California is not as good. I'm not sure that buyer is 100%. And she was 24 to 1. So the fact she's coming from California and was 24 to 1 and has only been on rock hard turf, I don't know. I'm going to use an agent mistake, but I got to be honest, uh, an agent mistake would not probably be an A for me 
If she wins, she wins, and I would, you know, use her. But I would use an agent mistake defensively. Um, tell me what you think. Am I making a mistake with an agent mistake? Is an agent mistake going to run better than I think? Uh, certainly the buyer, you know, puts her as a major player, and Spenderella got a 90. But again, the number is only part of it. you got to look at many other factors. I think the five only got a 78 has a chance to improve big time, and I think she's going to sit off of Spenderella. So I'm interested in the five. Uh, again, uh, the skims, I have no idea what the odds. We don't even have morning lines right now. Uh, let's see. Quick comment before I move on. Don, do I favor Euros on the turf at soft or yielding? Generally speaking, Don, yes. Now, what everyone needs to understand is some of the reasons why these, these Euros are coming to the United States is to get firmer ground. So not every Euro uh, turf horse wants it wet. In fact, a lot of them want it dry. That being said, just the way they train, just naturally the way they're bred, I will almost always take a Euro over an American when the turf is not firm, almost all the time. Uh, but that doesn't mean that every Euro likes a wet turf. So I just want to make that perfectly clear. All right, let's go on to the next race. The next race is race seven. This is the grade one Madison. Again, I got a lot of screens to click here, so bear with me. There's my picks for the Madison. This is race six. Excuse me. Race seven. Race seven is the Madison. There it is. It's grade one. This is for older Philly and mares, $500,000. Seven furlongs. You can see, let me take the banner off. There's the field. It's a nice 10-horse field. This is a very, very difficult race. There's my picks. And again, we don't have more lines, folks. So I'm, I'm going a little bit in the dark here with the uh, morning lines. Sorry, I'm just looking up and making sure I'm clicking on everything I want to click on here. All right. Uh, let me bring down the PPs here. Uh, I'm going 5-6-3 in this race. Now, the one thing I noticed is there's quite a bit of early speed in this race, and this needs to be noticed. Look at the 1. 109 time form early U.S. pace. Center Isle, 103. Lady Rocket, 101. Anything over 100 is pretty fast. Just one time, 109. There is a ton of early speed in this race. You look further to the outside, is there any speed on the outside? Tis Splendid News, 117. Guys, there is a ton of speed in this race. My very first thought when I looked at this race is I want a closer. And is there a good closer in this race? And in my mind, yes, there is. Bell's the one who I don't think will be the favorite in this race. Is coming off a layoff. She's six years old. I'm not sure I like those two things, but she's six for seven at Keeneland. She can do well off layoffs. Look last time. Last year, she ran in this race to Madison and just barely lost three-quarters of lengths to uh, Kamari, who's in this race. She can run well off layoffs. She's been working very well. Is she the same horse as she was last year? I don't know. She's a year older. Maybe not. To me, she's by far the best closer in the race. I want a closer. Bell's the one who's going to be an A for me. Kamari, this horse has driven me crazy. I bet her sometimes 
When I don't bet her, she wins. I've tried to beat her many times. I'm using her as an A. She is two for two at Keeneland. It's Wesley Ward. She doesn't have to be on the lead. She can sit right off it. She has a prep at Gulfstream. I like that. She's got some works at Keeneland. You know she likes the track. She's very logical. Kamari, I'm going to use also in second place as an A. And in third, I would go with the three, Lady Rocket. A real nice horse for Brad Cox and uh, with 10 Strike Racing, who last week I had Marshall Graham. They're very excited about this horse. He is the managing partner of 10 Strike Racing along with Clay Sanders. Uh, she's been working well. He's very excited about Lady Rocket. This is a very tough spot. I mean, this is almost like a, like a Breeders' Cup kind of race. There's some very nice ladies in this race. I don't, I'm not sure, I mean, she got a 107, but she basically wired a somewhat weak field. I don't like the pace situation for her. She's off a layoff. It's a tough field. No disrespect whatsoever to Marshall Graham if you watch this show. I'll be cheering for you. Um, I'm not sure I like her on top. Um, she's going to have to run really, really well. It's a tough field. I'm using Lady Rocket in third in this race. Uh, we got a few comments here. Uh, race seven is a horse race. Yeah, Charles, it's an unbelievable race. You got to try to beat Kamari. Good luck with that. I've tried to beat Kamari before. Uh, Michael Bryant asked about the nine. The nine in this race is Calypso. I'm glad you brought up the nine, actually, Michael, because I'm going to put myself, well, well, now I'm going to put myself on screen. I don't like Calypso at all, Michael, not even a little bit. Um, I hated Calypso in the La Brea when she went at nine to one. I mean, there was a lot of things that happened in that race. She got, only got an 81 buyer. I think she's slow. Now, last time in the Santa Monica, she got a 94, which might fit here. She got a perfect trip, did no real running in that race, in my opinion. Um, I, you will notice now that she used to be trained by Baffert, now Asmussen. And, uh, you know, she's been working steadily. So maybe she's going to improve. She's going to have to improve a lot, in my opinion. I do not like Calypso at all in this spot. I would use many in this race. Um, I would not use the one at all. I would use the two defensively. I think she's a nice horse. Again, very tough spot. I'd use Lady Rocket defensively. Nice horse, tough spot. Uh, just one time. I was against her last time, but she was the favorite and won. I don't know what to do with just one time. And Jothan, actually, Jothan asked about Irad and Cox. Uh, this is Cox and Pratt. Uh, she ran very well last time. I'm going to use her defensively. I'm going to use her as a B. I would not be surprised if she won, though. I like the four. I think she's improving. I don't like the seven. I don't like the eight. I don't like the nine. Um, I don't like the ten. I think Wesley's going to send this horse, and Kavari's going to sit right off. Um that is all, uh, Joe Thom said Irad for Cox. Did I miss something there, or was that the previous race? Maybe that was the previous race. Oh, there we go. I'm sorry. No, it wasn't. Uh, Cox has Lady Rocket. Um, yeah, uh, Joe Thom says it's strange. It's not strange, Joe Thom, because Irad's been on her. So I don't find anything strange about that, really. Um, anyway, that's my opinion of that race. This is an absolute war. This is a fantastic race. So uh, it's going to be fun to see what happens there. Let's go to race eight. This is the second to last race of the pick five. This race, I love this race every year. This race is absolutely ridiculous. 
I'll show my picture in just a second. It's the Shaker Town. It's grade two. This is on the turf. Now, it's scheduled for the turf. All my handicapping that you're going to see, folks, is going to assume it's on the turf on Saturday. They're going five and a half furlongs, grade two. It's a big field. It's a field of 11. You got some monsters in this race, including the big monster, Golden Pal, who is fantastic, won the Breeders' Cup sprint turf last year. Let's take a look at the PPs, uh, and also we'll look at my picks as well. And this is race eight. Guys, I have to go. Well, first of all, as we scroll through the field, there's not a ton of early speed. Sometimes this race, there's, there's like crazy early speed. I don't see crazy, crazy speed lining up in here. Chess Master from the inside is fast, and he's going to go. I'm not sure how good he is. Uh, Natural Power, a closer. Barraza is really nice horse right now from California. More mid-pack. Diamond Oops, is a, I've always loved this horse. Um, I think he's a better as a turf horse. Maybe he's regressing. He's up back on turf. Gary Giacchi, I went with last year at uh, Kentucky Downs, uh, has a prep. He's going to run better here. The Learjet won a grade two last time. Cowan is a decent horse. Johnny Unleashed is fast, but probably not as talented. Philo de Arania, very interesting horse off the layoff for Cassie. There's Golden Pal, five for eight. And then you got Just Might, a very, very fast horse early who is in good form, uh, had a big winning streak that lost last time. I, Golden Pal, I know he hasn't raced since November, guys and ladies. He's just really, really damn good. Um, does he need the lead? I don't know, but he always just seems to get the lead. Now, Just Might is in here. Just Might could be the fastest horse early he's ever faced. So it's going to be fascinating to see who wins the break. If Golden Pal has to battle all the way with Just Might, uh, Golden Pal might be in trouble. But I'm going to put Golden Pal on top, even off the layoff. The layoff doesn't bother me. Um, he's just a fantastic horse. I have nothing negative to say. Uh, the horse I'd be interested to come from behind and win would be the three Barraza. Again, I'm not a huge fan of these turf horses coming from California. But he is really good. He's won very, very easily. He is as sharp as can be. Can he run on off turf? I have absolutely no idea if he can handle turf that hasn't given it. If he's in the race, I'm going to assume yes. I am a bit dubious about that. The horse I'm going with second is going to be a long shot in this race. I've always been a fan of Diamond Oops. I think Diamond Oops is a really nice horse. If you watch TVG, you know that um, Andy B. and Cone, who does the um, some work for TVG, of course, um, she's part of the B. and Cone stable here with Patrick B. and Cone as the trainer. Loves Diamond Oops. Uh, this is her favorite sort of animal, her favorite pet. But Diamond Oops is a really nice horse. And she's run well, excuse me, he's run well at Keeneland. Look at what he did here, a 95 and 98 the last two times on turf. I've used him before. Look what happened uh, in 2020. Won a turf sprint at 4-1 to one from the rail. I still think he has talent. I think there's speed in the race. Um, he can. He doesn't mind. This, this turf was good that day. He can run on turf that's not firm. He's got Giroux. 
maybe he's not quite as good as he used to be. Diamond Oops would be a long shot to me on Saturday if they're on the turf. Um, I'm, I'm fascinated with Diamond Oops. I think he's got a shot. But there's a lot in this horse you got to – there's a lot in this race that you'd have to use. I would not use the one. I would not uh, use the two. I'm not sure about the, the distance and the class for the two. Um, I would definitely use the three, four. I'd use the five defensively for sure. I'd use the six defensively. Uh, even though he's off the layoff, I respect Brendan Walsh. I probably would not use the seven or the eight. I'd use the nine who's coming off a long layoff. But it's Cassie. This horse has been working well. Uh, the nine is an interesting horse. It's a tough race. And I'd probably use the 11 also in case somehow he outbreaks the uh, the 10, Golden Pal. But just might has been beating up on inferior company at the fairgrounds. This is a much tougher spot. Uh, that's how I view that race. Let's see what we got here. Uh, Jimmy, Golden Pal by five? Whoa. <laughs> Uh, I don't know about that, Jimmy, going pal by five, uh, but he can win. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, MR Guitar thinks there's too much speed in this race. Well, if you believe that, then I would go with a closer. I would go with the three, the four, uh, the nine. You've got a lot of options. If you think there's a lot of speed in this race, you can go with a closer. Uh, Chris Mack, 50, 50 people watching and only 17 likes. Thanks, Chris. Yeah. Guys, below the video player, come on, hit that thumbs button. If you like the show, hit that thumbs up button. It's free. And also, uh, hit the subscribe button. It costs you nothing. You won't get crazy emails. If you're not familiar with YouTube, when you hit that subscribe button, all that does is it tells YouTube that this is a, a fun show and podcast. And I get more uh, likes and I get more uh, props. And when horse racing shows up, YouTube recommends the AJHH Racing Podcast. Uh, eventually, hopefully, I can get monetized. Guys, I make zero money, zero money on this YouTube channel. You cannot make any money until you have 1,000 subscribers. So I make zero money directly from the views of this show. Um, I try to do some other things to supplement doing this YouTube channel. But again, no one makes any money until you get 1,000 subscribers. We're getting close. We're up to 780. Uh, we still got a little ways to go. Please, I'd really appreciate you hit that subscribe button and then hit the notification bell so you know when new content arises and then hit that thumbs up button. Chris Mack, shout out to you, sir. Thank you very much for uh, uh, pointing that out. I really appreciate that. All right, let's get to the last race, folks. Uh, the Shaker Town is a fantastic race. The Shaker Town is ridiculous. Let's get to the last race because this is the big one. This is the big one. Full screen here. Take the banner off the screen. All right. Ha! Ah, deep breath. The bluegrass. This is it. Grade one. This is a hundred point prep for the Kentucky Derby. Got some real nice ones in here. They're going mile and eighth. One million dollars is the purse. It's a field of twelve. Boy, was I happy when I saw the entries in today because there's a horse that I very, very selfishly need to get in the Kentucky Derby. I'll talk about that horse right now. Uh, here's the PPs. Let me show my uh, selections there. There's my picks for this race. Let me go down the field very briefly. Uh, let me switch the PPs here. Race nine. 
This, by the way, Bluegrass goes off about 510 Eastern. Um, this horse right here. I got to talk about this horse for a second, and I got to put myself on screen. Uh, <laughs> full disclosure, I've mentioned a few times on this show. I'm not lying to anyone. I am an open book. I have a $200. It's the biggest one I have. I have a few futures. I have a $200 future. Let's do this. I have a $200 future on command performance. I made this bet way back in early February. I loved what I saw from him last year as a two-year-old. He came back last uh, month at Tampa and was not good. He was like one to five. They ran a maiden race. I thought I was going to easily break his maiden. He did not run well. I wasn't even sure if he was going to be running um, in a Kentucky Derby bet because this horse is still a maiden. But I've got him at 28 to 1, uh, 28 times 200, do the math. I'm alive to about, you know, $5,600, $5, if the one wins the Derby. The chances of him even going to the Derby seem a little bit slim right now. I would just want this horse to command before it to get into the Derby. <laughs> That's what I, so I need him to finish first or second very selfishly. You can see my picks on the screen, though, down below. I don't have the one. I want to be fair to everyone. I don't think he's going to be in the money in this race. Um. But it would not shock me. Let me just say that right out front. I'm personally cheering for command performance. I love the fact that he's in this race. He's been working well, by the way. He's been working well. Um, you've got Fenwick in here coming off a maiden win. Actually, Fenwick is the horse that beat command performance, as you can see there on the right side in that Tampa main race. Trademark. Here's Zandon. Very talented horse for Chan Brown. I've been a big fan of his. Volcanic. A nice horse for Mark Cassie. Emmanuel, a nice speed horse for Pletcher, who ran last time in the Fountain Youth, had some trouble. Golden Glider, slow for Cassie. A Thorough Road, a Thorough Road is the horse. I should really leave myself on screen partially. A Thorough Road, uh, road is the horse that ran against Un Ojo and Barber Road in the Rebel. We showed that replay last week. He was the horse that took the lead late and sort of hung. And could not win the Rebel to the disappointment myself and a bunch of other people. Rail and Roll is a horse I loved here on the show last year. And won for us in the Breeders Futurity at 8.7 to 1. Anyone watching out there had Rail and Roll, Rail and Roll with me last fall? A win bet. Rail and Roll. Nice job last year. Uh, has not been great this year though. Uh, and then Smile Happy who was my horse on top for McPeak. Who was great last year. And then Black Ladder for Brousset used to be a horse for Bob Baffert. And then Grantham, who finished second to Classic Causeway in the uh, Tampa Bay Derby. Let me briefly go through who I like in this race. I see we got a lot of comments on the screen. Please keep commenting. Greatly appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> Paul, I see. <laughs> Paul, I see your comment. Uh, yeah, I don't know what to say, Paul. I, I can't argue with you there, Paul. Uh, all right. So I had a little, little technical difficulty. All right. Let's get on to this race. I, my top choice is smile happy. Um, he ran well. I'm not going to show the risen star race cause we're getting late on time. He had some trouble in the, uh, risen star race, which I think is the best prep of any consecutive prep this year. I like what he did last year. I think there's enough speed in this race. I like that he's been working well. I think now is his time. I think you're going to see a big effort 
from a smile happy. And I think smile happy has a chance to be a factor in the Kentucky Derby as well. Um, I think he's got a big shot in this race. I like smile happy on top. The other horse I like in this race is Zandon. I've always been impressed with him. He hopped at the starting gate, had actually a little more trouble than smile happy. Feel free to go watch that race. Uh, we can't watch it through these PPs. I'd have to open up uh, YouTube and do a bunch of things. I don't want to do that. Go check. Go to YouTube. Check out the Risen Star. Uh, Zandon was closing well. Had more trouble. I like Zandon a lot. Zandon and Smile Happy are two of my top horses in the Kentucky Derby right now. However, and I could be wrong, I think Zandon needs the points. I'm not sure Zandon is in. I think Smile Happy will be in. Zandon, I think, needs to finish in the money, even maybe fourth. Zandon needs to finish the top four to guarantee a spot. So Zandon's got a little more pressure. I think Smile Happy is has more points. And again, I if I'm wrong, I apologize. I don't have the point totals in front of me. Uh, the six, Emmanuel. I think this could be the speed of the race. And last time, I don't watch the start of Emmanuel's last race. We haven't watched a lot of replays here. This is in due time simplification. There's a lot of horses in this race. Watch the eight, Emmanuel, at the start here. Again, the eight. You see, man, you see he bumped right there and steady. Did you see that? Let's watch that one more time. Right there. Got bumped in between horses and steady. Now he's in behind horses. This is not where Emmanuel wants to be. He's also in the three or four path. So he didn't get the start that he wanted. He's taking a lot of dirt in this race. Um, so he's now he's, he's four wide here. Here's Emmanuel all the way out in no man's land. So anyway, Emmanuel had some trouble. If he gets a clean break, I think he's got a shot in this race. There is some other speed, but there's not a lot of speed. Command performance, by the way, is going to stalk. He's been used up close because there's been no speed. There's no speed in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. He had to be used last time at the eight hole. I would almost guarantee that Irad Ortiz on command performance is going to take back a little bit this time, like he did in the Champagne, like he did in his main win. I expect command performance to close. How well can he close is a whole other story. We'll see. He's got numbers that can win. If he can somehow get back to his two-year-old year, I don't know. We'll see. He hasn't been able to get back to his two-year year yet. And as Paul said, <laughs> command performance has been my titanic <laughs> so yeah uh and i've been jack dawson listen i don't know what to say paul i'm hoping he runs a big race i still have faith in him i'm just happy that he's actually in the race there uh thank you a roth zandon is 25th yeah so zandon needs points guys this is a huge race for zandon zandon needs to finish in the top three for sure maybe if he finishes fourth but uh this zandon's got his needs points so this is a huge race Anyway, back to the pace situation. Uh, Fenwick has some speed, but not a lot of speed. There's not a lot of inside speed. Trademark's got a 103. He's fast, but I don't think he's fast as some others. Volcanic, to me, I think will be sent. If Emmanuel breaks, I think Emmanuel can get the lead. So I think Emmanuel's a bit dangerous. If you look again, there's not a ton of early speed in this race. I suppose Black Ladder for Drew is going to have to show some speed. Grantham is going to go, but I don't know how fast he really is. There's not a ton of early speed in this race. So, again, if 
Emmanuel breaks. He's been working well. I think he. I think Emmanuel's interesting, even though he looks a little bit slow right now. Uh, he also has to get the distance. Um, again, a Roth, the top two would seal. Yeah, even if he gets third, I think he'll be in the Derby. Pretty pretty sure uh, about that. Um, let's see here, Paul. I see your email. Are your <laughs> Paul? Doesn't surprise me here. Celtics are up by 16. Yeah, that's what I figured. I almost put a bet on the Celtics tonight. <laughs> Believe it or not. Anyway, I'm going 10-4-6 in the bluegrass. It should be a great race. I really think Zandon, the four, and the 10, especially Smile Happy, they're going to show their class in this race. And I think they're going to be, as long as they get decent trips, I think they have uh, a big shot here. Uh, Jim Pilar is Jim for thanks joining the show. Does, that, does Fenwick leave with blinkers second time? Uh... I'm assuming he's got blink. It doesn't say blinkers off, Jim. So I'm assuming Fenwick has blinkers, but he got a pretty easy lead last time in that command performance race. Um, this is going to be a much faster pace. I, I don't like Fenwick at all uh, in this race, not even a little bit. I'm probably, as I put myself back on screen here, I'm probably not going very deep in the bluegrass. Um, my A's are going to be Smile Happy and Zandon. Um, Emmanuel will probably a B. <laughs> uh, command performance, I don't know. Maybe I'll throw him in as a B or a C. Probably a C, to be honest. It depends on the rest of my ticket. I just, I, I, I'm not going very deep in the bluegrass. I think it's going to be a bit uh, chalky, personally. Let's see if there's any other comments, and we'll wrap up the show here. Um, Jotham, 100 future bet on Emmanuel. Good luck. Uh, my most lively bet right now let's talk about it um there is a future pool five is coming up we'll talk about that right now um i have my my, my biggest future bet i only made three future bets um my biggest one was command performance 200 bucks i can collect close to six thousand probably gonna happen i do have a 50 dollars future on epicenter a 24 to 1 love that that'd be 1200 and my other i had a 50 dollars future on hmm uh, I can't even remember, to be perfectly honest. It's not a horse that I think I'm alive to. Maybe Zandon. It could be Zandon. I'm going to have to double-check it. To be, I got to I gotta take a look at it. But I know Epicenter is the only one that I've got really going right now. Uh, there is a five, a pool five, future derby pool. Now, now, listen carefully. Listen carefully, everyone. The pool five future derby pool on Saturday ends before... These Kentucky Derby preps. Yes, they're doing that on purpose. I am fascinated to see what the, what the future Derby pool looks like before these Derby preps. So usually they end them on Sunday and you get to see the uh, Derby preps. They are not doing that. Churchill Downs Incorporated is ending the Pool 5 Derby pool, I think it's 5 o'clock Eastern Saturday. Check out the Derby Pool. If you want to bet the future Derby Pool number five, do not wait till Sunday. It closes Saturday late afternoon before these Derby preps. I'm 100% positive about that. So I just want to get that public service announcement out there um, if you're going to be betting that. I do not have a late pick five caveman ticket tonight, ladies and gentlemen. I have not had enough time to put it together. I don't want to just throw a ticket out there and be completely wrong. 
You guys have my uh, top three choice in each race as of now. That could change based on the track condition, based on a little more replay watching, um, based on if it goes turf to dirt. Anyway, there, there's a lot of things that are in flux with that. Let me close the show by, again, showing what's happening tomorrow because I'm very excited about it, as you can see on the bottom of the screen. And again, if you've been watching the show, thanks for watching. If you caught, if you didn't start watching the show until a little bit in, um, about 25 minutes into the show, I talked about race four and actually uh, discussed how I handicap a race in general. So if you go to about the 25-minute mark of this, of the replay of the show, you'll see me talk about race four, but more specifically, how I handicap a race, you might find that interesting. Uh, again, tomorrow, uh, Thursday evening, 8 o'clock Eastern, Andy Serling, the great Andy Serling, will be here as we will go uh, into detail into the late pick five at Aqueduct on Saturday with the Wood Memorial. And then, of course, you also have the San Anita Derby on Saturday. Uh, you got the Masters this weekend. Wow. This is one of my favorite weeks of the year. Um, I cannot wait for it. Again, thank you for being patient with the uh, black uh, color. Thank you for being patient. I know my face is a little bit more brighter. This is I'm wearing a hat, and I didn't want to use the lights from uh, the ceiling because then we get um, shadows, so I didn't want that. Uh, let's see if there's any final comments. We'll uh, wrap up the show. Jim, thank you very much, Jim. That's really nice. I appreciate it. Um, I don't need a guest, but I like to have guests. We like to have guests on the show as much as possible. Um, I think that adds the flavor, but Jim, I really do appreciate it. And by the way, Jim has been a guest. How about a round of applause for Jim if you watched our live show uh, last week? And also, please comment down below the video player. Are you enjoying the live shows? We've had two live shows. We had a live show for Dubai. We had a live show last Saturday. I need guests, folks. I'm not going to do a live show just for me. And I sent out an email. Don't be afraid to come on. You don't have to be an expert. Don't be nervous. If you want to be a guest on my live show, you don't have to be an expert. Down below the video player, send a message. Say, Howard, I'd like to be a live guest. Or email, say, Howard, I'd love to be a live guest on your show. Guys, I'm open to just about anyone. As long as you're appropriate, you like to have fun, you like horse racing, you've got some knowledge, I'd love to have you on, even if you've never been on YouTube. Don't be nervous. It's fun. It's relaxed. I cannot have live shows if I don't have guests. So I need your help with that, and I don't want to have the same guests every week. So please, make sure you do that. Um, again, a lot of people are saying thank you. Ralph, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Big stick. Uh, Christine loves the live shows. Guys, again, I need your help, though. I need more uh, guests and viewers who want to come on. When I say guests, I don't mean famous people. I mean just viewers like yourself or how, I mean, I'm not famous, just like me. I need people to come on uh, because I'm not going to talk for two hours straight. And these live shows are much more interesting uh, when we have different opinions and other people on. So, again, if you'd like to be a guest, please email me um, or comment down below the video player is where I'd prefer if you'd like to be a guest on the show. All right, that is going to wrap it up, folks. I feel like I'm starting to ramble. Uh, it's been a fun show. We uh, Hopefully you learned something as well. Um, I'd like to wish everyone good luck on – let me go ahead and uh, stop sharing here. I'd like to wish everyone good luck 
on Saturday at Keeneland. Again, the pick five starts or the all stakes pick five starts in race five. Please make sure you subscribe, hit the notification bell, hit that like button. And I'll tell you what I really want you to hit. I want everyone to crush the late pick five on Saturday at Keeneland Racecourse as it is opening weekend. I've been Howard Kravitz. This has been episode 126 of the HHH Racing Podcast. Please join me tomorrow, Thursday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, with Andy Serling for talk about the Wood Memorial and Aqueduct for these Saturday's races. Take care, everyone. Have a great evening.